0: and welcome to the 30th episode of the Half Full Reviews podcast, The Big 3-0. I'm your host, DJ, and I'm joined by special guest, Mike, today. How are you doing today, Mike?
1: Hey, DJ, I'm doing great. Glad to be here.
0: I believe I've had you, on in a previous episode, maybe on a three-man episode with Zeke. We might have been talking RTS video games or something. I can't remember, but possibly.
1: Yeah, no, this is definitely not my first time, and it won't be my last, so I enjoy discussing video games movies and all the sorts so i'm happy to be back
0: all right i'm glad to have you back so it's always a pleasure it's a fun time um so today we're going to be talking marvel uh, specifically what's happening with marvel not what's happening to marvel right what's happening with marvel so we're going to be talking about stuff that came out recently uh stuff that's coming out soon some stuff we've seen tv shows movies all that good stuff we're just going to give some opinions. Um, if you're not sure which movies are coming out next, we're going to be discussing that too, so you're going to find out. Now, we will try to warn you, just as a favor, we'll try to warn you before we drop any spoilers, because we are going to be talking about the most two recent movies, um, so we'll try to keep it mostly spoiler-free, you know, we're not going to spoil anything big, um, if we do, we'll give you a warning, um, but, aside from that, for those of us that don't know you, Mike, um, you're a good friend of mine, you live over here in Orlando with me, and you like to play video games. You like to watch movies. Uh, we like a lot of the same stuff. Um, wh- wh- what have you been up to lately? And what have you been watching? And what have you seen lately? Movies, TV? Are you binge watching anything? Are you playing a lot of any specific video game? What's up with you?
1: Yeah, thanks. So um, I am still and always a big Marvel fan. Um, I've been watching the movies ever since, you know, the original Spider-Man came out and been really just absorbed in it ever since the the first iron man came out. So whenever a new Marvel movie or TV show comes out, I'm definitely watching that as soon as it's available. So you know, most recently I've been through uh the Loki series, the WandaVision series and the Falcon and the you know, uh yeah, Falcon and the Winter Soldier series. Also, I did just see the new Eternals movie that just came out, and I know that you haven't seen it yet, so I won't give any spoilers away, but I will give some of my initial feedback from the movie and how it plays into the direction that Marvel's moving forward. And um, I've also been spending a lot of time playing video games lately. Uh, I have been doing a lot of Warzone, Call of Duty Warzone, not as much the last week or so, uh, especially since the new Forza uh, Horizon 5 just came out. I've been really getting into that. Uh, that's a, a, an amazing game, and especially for people new to the racing genre, I think it's a great game that's easy for people to pick up and get excited about. So those are kind of the, the main sources of my entertainment these days. Also been doing a little bit of RPG, light RPG time, some Red Dead Redemption 2. Red yeah, Redemption I have 2. that game.
0: I played it for a while, um, but never got, like, super into it. But I know it's got some good multiplayer content and stuff after you beat the initial stuff how far did you get in red dead
1: so i i am just now picking it up again after starting it a long time ago i'm only about 15 percent through the main storyline so i'm still pretty far in, or still near the beginning of the story so do you I know
0: haven't...
1: how it ends oh no i i don't know how it ends oh, okay so.
0: i won't say anything then i do know how it <laughs> ends so definitely worth playing through it's a cool story so
1: yeah looking forward to it
0: i have been watching i've seen all those marvel tv shows been keeping up on it i have not seen the eternals yet um but i did see shang chi or i'm probably going to just butcher the name but i did see that one i didn't see the eternals yet um i've been watching some tv shows lost in space is on netflix i'm actually going to be writing a review for that there's two seasons of lost in space out right now it's a remake and the third season's coming out next month in december 2021 Um, so, it's a pretty cool show, it's about a family that gets lost in space, and uh, other than that, we've been watching a show called Dynasty, which is, I think it's on Hulu, um, but Dynasty is also a remake of an older show, and it follows a rich family who has all kinds of drama, um, so it's great for watching with, you know, you know, I guess if you like to watch it yourself, watch it yourself, or if you need a a date night show or something, you know, watching the evenings with your significant other, it's a fun one to watch, lots of drama, and love stories and all that crap. Um, Dynasty, check that out. I'll be writing a review for that, as well as Lost in Space, and of course all the new Marvel movies that come out. But aside from that, I've been working on Half Full Reviews, the website. So if you haven't been there in a while, please check it out. We have two new articles just posted this week. One is on the Nintendo Switch, uh, a little guide to the different kinds of Nintendo Switches that you can buy. And if you're planning on getting one this Christmas or this holiday season, I advise doing so immediately because they're starting to sell out in lots of different places, and this happens every year. So if you're going to get one for your kids, get one now, and check out the guide if you're not sure which one to get. Now, if you're looking for video games on the Nintendo Switch, I also wrote an article on that, on Half Full Reviews. Just go to halffullreviews.com and hit Products, and you can check out the all the recommended video games for young children this holiday season. I go through all of them. Um, with trailers and recommendations. And you can kind of find out which games you should be buying for your kids. Um, All the kid-friendly ones. And mostly it's what's easy to play for them. (laughs) So I know it can be kind of overwhelming looking at a huge game shelf, not really knowing what to buy. Um, So anyways, check out the website. um, And let's start talking some Marvel, all right? Um, I don't want to spend too much time on on the TV shows because they've been out for a while. But what, what did we think of the TV shows? We had WandaVision and Loki. Am I missing any? Captain Mar? Oh, Captain America. What was it called?
1: Yeah. Yeah, Falcon oh, and the Winter Soldier.
0: Yes, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, and Loki. So which one of those was the best, would you say? Or even?
1: Oh, my favorite of those is definitely Loki. Um, and my main reason for that is I just really enjoy... The loki character i think that you know the actor tom hiddleston plays it very well and it's just really fun to see that character evolve and you know i know some of the critics of the show has said well you know they kind of forced the whole evolution of the character in one episode but i don't know to, to me it kind of takes place over the whole timeline of the mcu when they condense it into that episode or two but to you know to have seen loki come up as a character that was kind of initially a very vanilla villain you know just jealous of thor and wanting power and then to see you know a lot more of his backstory and how he comes to be a much different character you know as he develops throughout the loki show i really enjoyed that and just the way that they introduce different aspects of the multiverse and you know i don't know how many spoilers you want to get into or not but just you know the conclusion of the show and how it tees up what we anticipate the, you know, the forward progression of the MCU into this next phase is going to be based around the big reveal in that, that TV series. Right. I now, really Now if you're a Marvel it. fan,
0: I think it's safe to say that they're doing a multiverse sort of thing and that's not really spoiling too much. Lots of the movies are titled the multiverse right now, or they have it in the descriptions of the trailers. So I think that we know that it's moving into a very like, including alternate realities or alternate universes and things like that, or timelines and history and past and present. So it's definitely... I, I think that's what you're getting at, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I also I liked Loki a lot. Um, I think it was my least favorite of the three, but not that I didn't like it. I liked all of them a lot. Um, I just... I think I personally liked Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I just think those are really cool characters, and I like the action of it and the story of it. Um, WandaVision... It's really a close second for me because I, it was really mysterious and it was the first of the TV shows, so I was just like really curious what they were what they were doing. At first, you didn't even know if they were what timeline they were set in—the past, the present, the future. Like you didn't know where it really took place for the first couple episodes. It was interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I my favorite villain though was Loki, and he's one of my favorite characters in the MCU. So it's kind of like all three of these shows are just fantastic. I definitely recommend watching yeah all of them. Right. So
1: yeah. Uh. I'm with you, DJ. I mean, I really enjoyed them all. Um, I think they did, they all brought something different and valuable to the table in the MCU, you know, they. and I think what I've noticed is kind of a trend through these series and, and even some of the movies more than others, is that, you know, they're exploring different themes in the MCU, you know, going down darker uh, you know, contrast in values and you know, especially in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you see, you know, some of the darkness come out and the the main character who, you know, for a point in time takes up the mantle of Captain America and, and you know, just the burden of that, that as he tries to bear that burden and what it does to him and that character. It's just been really interesting to see. And then, yeah, I mean, the way that the WandaVision series was, uh, you know, portrayed artistically through the timeline, that was just so unique and entertaining. Um, I don't know, for me, for some reason, the conclusion of the wandavision series i don't know I, for some reason it didn't really get me as excited as as loki did you know about what's moving forward in the mcu but um
0: i think yeah, I was they, most, they all excited. Their, most excited for yeah. loki and maybe that was my problem maybe i like it equally but i was so excited for it waiting for loki to come out And when it came out it just felt a little slow that was really my only complaint It was a little slow on the rollout i thought maybe a little more action and that could just be a taste preference right
1: so yeah i mean that's you know that that's definitely the way i perceive my experience with all these movies and games and everything it's all about our expectations versus the reality right so i can understand that when you get so excited about you know one of your favorite characters having their own series and if it doesn't really play out the way that you personally as a fan were hoping it to play out even if it's great you know sometimes you can still create a letdown um, and I, I can kind of, I know we're not going to get it too deep into the uh, Eternals plot and and everything on this episode, but hopefully in the future I can kind of share some more of my thoughts on the Eternals because I did have some very positive, but also some negative takeaways coming out of that, and it was kind of tied to my expectations going into it. So,
0: yeah, I uh, there's been so much negativity around that movie on social media and stuff. Like people are just, but that's honestly that's social media in general, right? They trashed that movie. They trashed shang chi they trash the tv shows they just don't like it people are not lots of people but a loud portion of people are yelling about how they don't like the direction of the mcu and it's all going to garbage and they're being too you know preachy about this or that which actually i'd like it's kind of a controversial topic but i'd kind of like to discuss it before we get into all the stuff coming out um and i was reading a article on oh, some website earlier today on it that forget which it was, but somebody brought up the topic of, are they being, are they trying to tackle social issues? Are they being too politically correct? That was the question. And I liked the answers I saw. Um, People said, the MCU has always tried to do that. Not, I'm sorry, not the MCU. Um, Marvel has always tried to do that. Ever since its conception, um, the writing of these superheroes has been semi-diverse, especially in the time that it was written. That was considered very diverse Um, and it's always been something that marvel has tried to evolve over the years and if you pay attention to a lot of the comics coming out from marvel now and even from dc um they're they're very much trying to stay with the times and evolve with things so it's not like so some people are getting upset at it in the same way they get upset but honestly i think that's just part of movies and tv and media in general it evolves over time and lots of what is being shown on the screen mirrors what people want to see or what people are going through in real life right now, because it's relatable. And I think that's true for the sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties right now. I think that's true throughout. If you go to a different time period, you get a different form of media or a different form of movies or TV that speaks to what was happening then in the world. And I think it's no different now. I think, you know, maybe people are just more sensitive.
1: No, I think that's well put DJ. I would say, um, and so, kind of just speaking to the expectations versus reality thing, you know, I I like to go back and read different reviews and commentary on the movies and the overall direction of the MCU as well. But I always try to do it after I've seen the content myself because. You know, regardless of how much I try, I always end up having my expectations swayed one way or the other if I read too many reviews or whatever commentary about a movie or a show before I see it myself. So I did a good job with the Eternals of really, you know, tuning out all of the external noise before I saw it. And, you know, I really enjoyed it overall. And honestly, I didn't pick up on that, or maybe it didn't influence my experience of the movie as much as maybe it did other people when they saw it as it relates to you know their opinions about it speaking to social or political issues of our times you know now in hindsight looking back on the movie i can see how people would interpret it that way or you know f- could focus in on that if those are things that they are worried about or concerned about more so in their daily lives and i didn't really uh, experience it that way but like you said, I think that's every right of a creative, uh, you know, entity or an art, any individual artist, you know, they, they have a platform to create on and if they choose to express certain views through that platform, I mean, that's up to them to decide if they want to do that and then it's up for the audience to decide how they receive it. So, yeah, I guess my personal response is I didn't. Think it was too politically motivated um i could see how some of the scenes and and the content could be perceived that way but it didn't really detract from the movie in any way for me and and i think it's not anything to avoid the movie for that i would definitely say that
0: yeah lots of that is like um immersion and stuff right so whether you're playing a video game or watching a movie you know if sometimes things break your immersion and some people complain about that but that's really all in, in your head, who the watcher, you know, if it's something that bothers you personally, it might break your immersion, it might make you focus or hone in on that aspect. Um, but other people might not be seeing that if they're not thinking about it as much. So I don't know. It's, yeah, uh, and,
1: and that's not always the case. I mean, sometimes you watch something, and I can't think of a great example right now off the top of my head, but there's definitely things you see and it's very obvious right in your face that this is political commentary you know trying to sway your opinion one way or the other and yeah. i definitely didn't feel that way so that, that's for sure
0: well, that's good that's good so all right so let's get to the fun stuff let's start talking about the two movies that came out recently and what's coming out next because for those who don't know what's coming out next that can be a fun thing to figure out and find out if you don't follow movies that closely we're going to let you know all the movies that are coming out in the next couple of years for Marvel. So let's start with, I'm going to look at it quick, so I'm going to try my best to pronounce it while reading it. Maybe that'll help. Um, but uh, Shang-Chi in The Legend of the Ten Rings, or Shang-Chi in The Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, what mm. did we think of that movie? Without spoiling the ending, uh, you know, we can do some light spoilers. Warning, light spoilers about middle line plot stuff. We'll try not to do any big plot twists or big reveals, but um, it has been out for a while, so you should have seen it by now. Um, what, what was your thoughts on the movie?
1: I loved this movie. I really thought it was, you know, one of the top tier Marvel movies that I've seen, you know, throughout the entire uh series of, of the MCU. So I really enjoyed the new characters that they brought in. I really enjoyed the pacing of the movie. I enjoyed the overall plot line. I enjoyed the new lore that they brought into it. Um And I just thought the performance of the actors was really, really uh, impressive and it was balanced, you know, you had a, it was, it fit the MCU playbook really well in that you had some really awesome intense action sequences, you had character development that made you care about the outcome of the story, you know, at the end. And you also had a lot of lighthearted uh, playfulness sprinkled in throughout the story as well. So I think I I have it in my top 10 easily.
0: Aquafina was an awesome addition. Um, Her character and her lightheartedness and the comedy that she presented. This movie, because she was in it and the movie also had dragons in it, and she just played Sisu in Raya and the Last Dragon, the animated Disney (laughs) film. This felt like Raya live action to me.
1: Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Even
0: at the end, without without trying to spoil too much, you know, the main one of the main villains in the movie is kind of like a soul sucking monster thing, right? So I won't try to spoil too much, but that's exactly the plot of Raya and the last dragon. (laughs) Soul stealing monsters. So I thought, man, this thing just hits like they're both from Disney. And I thought but it was awesome. You know, that's not to take away from it. That's actually hilarious. I just added to it for me because I really loved Aquafina's performance in Raya, and I really liked it in this movie as well. Um, And I think the main character was also cast very well. So I didn't have any complaints about it. I thought this, the the Shang-Chi, the movie was a little out there compared to some of the Marvel movies. And that may sound nuts, considering that we have Greek gods flying around, or I'm sorry, Norse gods flying around with hammers, right? So... That's also out there, but this just felt a little further out there, I don't know, a little more magical than some of them for me. Not in a bad way, just, it was kind of like separated from Earth. Lots of the Marvel movies are very connected, like the Iron Man films and the Captain America films. They take place in real-life events. And this movie didn't. It was like off in a magical forest with magical beings that had nothing to do with what's happening in the world. So it was like so far away, it was almost like a magical mythical kind of film to me which was also refreshing and unique i think so
1: yeah no i agree and that's that's kind of a theme that it seems that marvel is you know exploring more and more as we go into this next phase is they are they're they're pushing the limits in terms of trying to flirt with different um ideas and and different themes outside of just uh yeah the the earthbound um you know heroes and their stories of how they save the earth o- over and over again you know and it kind of to me it, it all kind of started when they Im- introduced Guardians of the Galaxy you know that was their first real test of okay let's really expand outside the box and see if we can bring in new characters and, and new plots and see how it's uh, received by our audience and Obviously, you know, especially the first and and I would say even mostly the second was so well received of the Guardians of the Galaxy that they've just continued to push that content as we're going to to this new phase. And I've really enjoyed it. I mean, I love seeing the new characters. I love seeing the new uh, plot lines and just exploring all these different ideas and concepts and different sources of villainry and power in the MCU. I don't know. It just it opens it up to a lot of different directions that they can take it and I'm excited to see how some of it ties together because you know for me the first 3, you know, phases of the MCU is is one of the best culminations of entertainment in history the way that they've developed all these characters throughout, you know, over a decade and and it comes together with this one villain kind of pulling all the strings throughout in the background and I've I've kind of had that in my mind as I've been watching this new content, trying to look for hints and clues as to okay, what's the main thread that's pulling it all together? And uh, you know, so far it seems like the whole multiverse concept is that for now, but I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see how it plays out if they do a good job of, you know, carrying it all together into one main plot line that comes to a head at the end or or not so that's we'll have to wait and see but so far I've really enjoyed the way they've rolled out this new it's exciting to me
0: that's good to hear so I haven't seen the latest one um, but I mean if it's as, if it's anything like the last film Shang-Chi you know if, if Eternals is anything like that then I'm excited to see Eternals too I just haven't had a, a babysitter or a date night for the last two weeks so I haven't gotten <laughs> out to see it <laughs> that's what happens when you have kids okay if it doesn't come to home streaming you have to get a babysitter well, <laughs> Good let, let's let's do a funny topic for a second and talk about how in the original uh you know call season one or rollout one of um uh, phase one of marvel three of the main characters were all named chris right so we have chris evans chris hemsworth right. and chris pratt all playing major characters um do we think they were just casting people with the name chris or you know <laughs> and, and then also <laughs> One of the funny interactions of that was I really enjoyed seeing Chris Pratt and Chris Hemsworth uh, aboard in the Guardian. Was it in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie or was it in the Avengers Endgame? It wasn't
1: until yeah, it wasn't until Infinity War and Endgame that we really got to see them share screen time. That was hilarious
0: because they cast all three of these characters, Captain America and Star Lord and uh, Thor, as like the sexy male, uh, you know, you know main characters of these films that really were on the movie posters and sold the films and the sequels and, you know, and they were just these, and then you put two of them together and it's like a macho showdown, which was just hilarious to watch to see who kind of comes out on top or, you know, who they decide comes out on top and then Thor standing there, you know, a head taller than everybody. It was just, I don't know, it was a funny, it was funny, kind of a throwback. So I know we're moving away from all those actors now. We're moving into... The fourth phase as they call it right so we're way far past all these actors
1: well yeah i mean yes and no you know there's there's a lot of new stuff being introduced um but you know one of the movies that is coming upcoming is thor love and thunder and um you know i don't know too much about the plot or or who's confirmed to have a presence in that movie or not but um, you know, I know there's also going to be another Guardians of the Galaxy uh, movie coming out in the next couple of years. And I'm very hopeful that we get to see uh, some more shared screen time between those characters, especially, yeah, those two. Now, two Chrises that are still in the MCU anyway, because they had such excellent chemistry, and it was just so funny to see their, those characters' personalities They really did. Yeah that's, other. yeah, that's the
0: right word. They had really good on-screen chemistry together, which was really fun to watch. Now, would you believe it if Thor Love and Thunder, if I told you not only Chris Hemsworth and Natalie Portman are going to be in it, but also Christian Bale, the Batman, Matt Damon, and Russell Crowe and Tessa Thompson, it was, they're all going to be in that movie. Believe it or not.
1: Wow, no, that's yeah, uh, that's definitely one of the ones I'm looking forward to. I mean, the even Thor on his own as a character is has been really fun to watch him progress. You know, actually, in my Marvel movies ranking list that I keep, and it's an ever evolving list (laughs) uh, because you know sometimes you rewatch a movie and, and you you know you take it a different way than you did the first time in the context of what you've been doing or watching lately, but. You know, the first Thor movie is actually really low on my list. It just didn't really hit home for me very well. Um, but I have uh, Thor Ragnarok is in my top 10. So uh, that's one of my favorite Marvel movies is Thor Ragnarok. So I'm excited to see them expand on that character and and his story a bit more. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for that movie. And it's, it's good to hear that there's going to be a pretty star-studded cast. I'm, I'm sure it's going to be really good.
0: Yeah, it'll probably be. it's supposed to be the passing of the torch to Lady Thor, which is actually also in the comics. So we will see how that goes. Um I I went from liking Natalie Portman as an actress to just not liking a lot of the content she did, to I'm open to seeing what she does next. Um I'm not like a super fan, but I don't dislike her in any way. You know, some of her stuff seems good and some of it doesn't. Some of that can be the writing and the directors, right? It's not all on her. Um, so, we'll, we'll see how she does in this. And if she picks up a huge role as the new Thor, I mean, that's. Let's see how she handles it and how it goes. And, you know, and again, even if it's not good, that could be the directors or the writers or things like that. But I don't know. So far, things are going good. So maybe it'll be awesome and amazing.
1: So. Yeah, no, I agree.
0: All right. So let's, uh, Eternals, let's cover that. And then let's just start we'll go, one after another. We'll go through all the movies coming out after Eternals in order. So we have Eternals, uh, just came out I think on the fifth of November, um, and uh, directed by Chloe Zale, All right, and uh, I I know nothing about this movie really. I've seen a trailer and that's it. Uh, but I'm also not super offended by spoilers. But in case any of you in the audience are, we'll try to keep the spoilers light. I won't give any huge spoilers away. So Mike, this is this one's on you. You have to give us your opinion and your overall thoughts and a little bit about the plot. You know, tease us with it. What what is this movie about, and why is Angelina Jolie in it?
1: Okay, (laughs) so yeah, I'm I'm really not a big fan of giving away any spoilers, so I'll try to keep it as brief as I can. But in terms of expectations going into the movie, you know, I think the last two, uh, you know, the last two times they really introduced a big band of new characters or a new concept. You know, I'm thinking Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm thinking, you know, Legend of Shang-Chi when they really hit home runs, bringing in new characters. So in that way, I had pretty high expectations coming into this movie, you know, that Marvel was going to bring a bunch of big new characters into the MCU. Uh, At the same time, you know, Disney overall has kind of let me down a couple times in terms of their epic movies with Tomorrowland and A Wrinkle in Time. Those were two that just fell so flat. So I had some kind of balanced expectations going into it. Uh, coming out of it, the pros of the movie, I would say, you know, without giving away uh, con- too much content of the story, it is a big, massive scale of a story. You know, they're talking about uh, the creation of planets. You've got the celestials that are these, you know, just ultimate creators of the universe, uh, forming life in different parts of the galaxies. And then you do, you have a massive scale of new characters and it's really fun to see them, explore them. Uh, There's some really great, fun action sequences, uh, some epic shots of of these celestials. You It's definitely a movie that you should see in the movie theaters because it's just, you don't get that scale uh, watching it at home. You you really benefit from seeing these epic shots in the theaters. I also really liked how the plot initially, I was a little concerned. You know, within the first 10 15 minutes, I had some PTSD from the Tomorrowland and Wrinkle in Time. I was a little <laughs> nervous that it was going to fall short. But I will say that, you know, I felt that the plot progressed and it got more complicated. And there were some good twists and turns uh, that made me more invested in the movie as it went on uh and and I, they also had some very very well placed comedic relief uh there, there was a, a couple characters that really you know brought that uh flavor of the mcu into the movie as well so on the con side there was definitely some over-the-top corniness uh you know they're, they're introducing these new characters and i don't know right out the gate they kind of assume that you care about them more than you really do and I don't know there's just a little bit too much fanfare right out the beginning you know kind of like in the avengers movie you know it, it took them years to introduce all these characters and then when they finally came together as the avengers near the end of that movie you get this big grand uh you know circling view of the the band of the avengers and it really meant something to finally see all these characters together for the first time on the mm-hmm. big screen and in contrast, you kind of get all these new characters at once right in the beginning, and it's like, okay, like there's a lot of cool people here, but why do I really care about them yet? But you know, that that is uh, it dissipates a little bit as you watch the movie. But and also, there's just a lot of characters to care about. I mean, Guardians did it, but I think they were more successful. There weren't as many characters, and I think Guardians did a, a little better job of building those characters up throughout the movie and giving you backstory. There's just so many main characters in this movie there's really not enough time in the movie to to learn enough about all of them to really care about all of them the way you you've it feels like you should but um you know i almost felt like it would be better served as as a series you know i, I don't know maybe they didn't feel like making that investment in a big series for a bunch of new characters that hadn't been tested um, but I, I do think it would have been better served as a series to give each of these characters a bit more screen time to understand possibly
0: them Possibly a, a TV show with right, hour-long right. episodes, right? I felt Exactly,
1: that, that's what I meant, yeah. Yeah,
0: I felt that way. Oh, okay. So I felt that way about the Dune. Have you seen Dune?
1: No, no, I haven't.
0: So I won't spoil anything for Dune. I've been waiting to talk about it on the podcast um, with someone who's seen it. But Dune was a big thing. You can actually stream it from home on... One of the streaming services, Paramount Plus. So you don't actually have to go to theaters to see it, but you could. And uh, two and a half hours of a space sci-fi, right? And I watched it and I'm like, man, this would have made an excellent TV show. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. they just broke it into 45-minute episodes, literally as is. I could do it for them. It would have been fantastic. Two and a half hours was like, ooh, kind of long with no breaks. Um, a, fan, a beautiful movie. Gorgeous movie from a filmmaker standpoint. But I'll save that for a different episode. But yes, I. So I know the feeling of. Is that how you feel about this? Should they have broken it up, or would they have, you know, make it into a TV series called The Eternals? You think that would've been good?
1: I think so. Yeah, and not that it was too long. It was just that, uh, yeah, it, there wasn't enough time to really develop a connection with the characters by by the end. You know, um, they just had to kind of. Do quick uh, introductions of some of the characters. I mean, there's so many. I can't. I can't list them all off right now. But you know, there was like eight or, or ten of them. You know, in total of these Eternals. So there's a lot of characters to care about. And you know, obviously they focus in on a couple of them. But I, I don't know. It just felt like it. It would have been better served as a series. They could have explored it a lot more. Because it's, it is it is so massive in scope. I mean, it, it the timeline starts from, you know, thousands of years into the past and it comes all the way up into, you know, present day MCU. So there's a lot that they could have done exploring the, the ways that the Eternals interacted with humanity throughout our history and, you know, why they did or didn't do certain things at, at different times. And, and that was kind of my big con. I don't want to give it away, but there is kind of, you know, an over arching plot hole that they just kind of uh sweep under the rug and hope that nobody really cares too much about but you know um that's something that they could have maybe addressed in a better way if it was uh if it was a tv series versus just a movie an individual movie
0: now would the answer of captain marvel in the end game would that work where she's like well it's a big universe and i'm busy helping other people does that kind of help or not really
1: no, no, not at all. <laughs> okay. No, that, yeah, that answer is completely not valid in this situation. So
0: <laughs> So I have so many questions, but I'll try not to ask too many because I don't want to spoil it too bad. But uh, my first question is, do any other Marvel characters from prior movies at all, without telling us who they are, do any make an appearance in this film? Uh,
1: no, no, they don't.
0: Okay. I mean, they
1: reference. They reference. They do reference the Avengers throughout the movies um, and Thanos, but they none of them appear on screen.
0: Okay. So now this movie. I have two more questions. Does it jump around in the timeline, like way in the past, and then also way in the way in the future, to current timeline?
1: It's all. It's all from the past to current time. It does. It doesn't really explore the future at all. It's all about the past leading up to today.
0: All right so now if you had to hone in on the main storyline of it in the main like in like two or three sentences do those two or three sentences take place right now like adding to what's happening in the Marvel universe kind of like we weren't sure about WandaVision with if it was in the past or the present but it turns out it was in the very present like it was happening cutting edge is this movie happening cutting edge or is it happening in between other movies that have already uh,
1: no out? it's cutting edge yeah it's it's cutting edge the majority of the plot is in the movie screen time is cutting edge. They they do tie back to the past just to give context and history, but the main plot of the movie unfolds in uh, cutting edge current MCU time.
0: Okay, cool. All right. All right. So that's exciting. It's, they keep surprising me by doing that. They keep coming out. I'm like, are they gonna try to like do filler content and fill in other areas, you know, and go back in time? Or are they gonna keep but they keep adding forward and forward moving on with the story which is exciting um are there any yeah post- no, definitely are there any post credit scenes we need to stick around for
1: yep there definitely are there's there's two of them as is marvel tradition now you know you have the the end credits scene as you know they start to roll out the main uh more artistic credits and then there's at the very end of the roll the credit roll there's another little clip and both are definitely worth sticking around for so they they definitely tease information about the the movies to come so unlike unlike uh what did i just watch uh we just me and my girlfriend we just watched uh uh spider-man uh, the first the first Spider-Man movie, Homecoming. Mm-hmm. And and uh <laughs> I mean that one's been out long enough. If you haven't seen that yet, shame on you. So I'll spoil that last end <laughs> of credit scene. At the very end, you know, as you do, you sit through the the credits in the movie theaters for however long it takes, 10-15 minutes. At the very end, it's Captain America doing one of those um, you know, like fitness uh instruction videos. Where he just sits you down and tells talks to you about patience and how it wasn't sometimes it doesn't really pay out, pay off. <laughs> so if you sit there for fifteen minutes to just get a little quip about patience from Captain America, well, that's not the case in this movie. It's definitely worth it to sit around and get some more uh, juicy details about what's to come in the next movies uh, in the MCU.
0: Awesome, awesome. Is there anything else you'd like to mention before we move on to Spider-Man?
1: No, I think that's good. I mean, yeah, I'd love to dive into it uh, deeper with you after you get a chance to see it. So, But I think that kind of covers it for now. It gives people a little taste of what to expect, but definitely worth a, a watch.
0: Yeah, that, that's like almost the best content to hear. You know, like if you haven't seen it and you get just a little bit of teaser or someone like giving their opinion, you know, especially because we're a little more positive about this um, than some of the media you might find on the internet. You know, don't believe everything you read. You know, go see it for yourself. Decide for yourself. You know, because
1: yeah, exactly. Exactly, you need, going we to love the, the stuff
0: the... that's coming out. So, and we're right. You know, and we watch a lot of movies and TV. So, and I even review a ton of crap. You know, so although I'm not a very critical person, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, all right, all right. Let's move on. The next movie coming out in December here is Spider-Man: No Way Home. Now, I'm going to preface this conversation and say I don't know anything that I shouldn't know. I only know rumors i only know trailers random hearsay i don't actually know anything so i can't spoil anything for you i can only give you my opinion or my um predictions but don't take them for anything because truly i don't know what's going on with any of the movies moving forward that we're going to talk about right now so uh do you know anything that you should warn people about mike
1: no i'm the same as you like i said i try not to dive into opinions or or um you know, spoilers before I see anything, but I have seen the trailers, so I, yeah, I, I, that's about as much as I know.
0: There's only one movie series that I can say I spoil for myself, and that's Star Wars. And I don't know why, mm-hmm. I'm a huge Star Wars fan, but I always read the leaked scripts prior to going and seeing the movie. It's kind of like a, tradi- a tradition for me. They always leak, <laughs> and I always go read the full script before going to see the movie, so I know the whole thing. And it probably starts because back uh, in Episodes 1, 2, and 3, they had the books come out before the movie and so i read the books and so i was used to knowing what was going to happen and the books are very different and so like i just felt kind of like i don't care if i know i'm gonna love it anyways seeing it in live action yeah (laughs) so but i it's not that way with marvel i actually usually go in spoiler free except for infinity war and endgame man i was binge watching every interview i could for those i was so excited when those those Mm. were like the pinnacle for me they were like super epic so all right. All right. Spider-Man No Way Home coming out next month. Uh, the rumors and the little teasers they're giving us is that they're bringing in all the other Spider-Mans and Doc Ock and everybody. You seen that stuff?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know about the other Spider-Mans. I definitely, you know, from the trailers, you, you know for sure that they're bringing in all these other villains from uh, days of Spider-Man past, you know, yeah. And I'm really excited about that. I love, I love the connection with Doctor Strange, you know, he's one of my favorite characters in the MCU. Um and, and I'm just really excited to see how this movie unfolds. You know, they're definitely exploring the multiverse. There's no secret about that, and I'm really excited to see how uh Spider-Man and Doctor Strange navigate it in this movie and you know that would be amazing if we get to see these other Spider-Men in this movie too because they've already flirted with that idea in uh you know uh the other standalone spider-man movie um oh my gosh I'm the cartoon on the one right yeah the cartoon one which was really good too you know i think it's was called was
0: spider-man first... into the was it called into the multiverse or something
1: yeah yeah that's it yeah so i mean there was no they weren't shy about what they were getting after in that movie with the title so um yeah, I, I think it's going to be a great movie. I'm excited to, to see. How I mean, the trailer shows Doctor Strange
0: with him, right? And he's like, I wish people didn't know I was Spider-Man or something like that, right? And Doctor Strange, the casting kind of spell or something. So we know some exactly. shenanigans. And we know Yeah, it looks. The end of the last one where, uh, oh gosh, brain freeze. I'm going brain freeze. The, the the main villain, Mysterio, comes on. He's like, Spider-Man is yeah. Peter Parker, blah, 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 ha, ha, ha. In the end credits, right? yeah
1: Yeah, so they're definitely um taking you know it seems like it's picking up right where that left off and they're going to start to address um you know the implications of that in peter parker's life and and how it comes to a head with him asking uh, dr strange to undo what had been done and and then the implications of him meddling and have you seen the what if series i just realized we completely forgot to mention the what if series yeah you can get you on disney plus the what if
0: series i only saw the first episode with uh, miss captain america or captain carter um and then because i watched most the my tv shows with the wife um she was like i just can't do cartoons i watch them all day with the kids i just can't do it and i was like all right (laughs) (laughs) that's fair enough so how did it how did that show series progress did it cover some of the stuff we're talking about right now
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, so they, they're they just really digging into the fact that there is a multiverse in the MCU and that there's different versions of these characters and timelines and that the events unfold differently just because of one thing that does or doesn't happen and in, in all these different characters' timelines. And uh, Doctor Strange has uh, a role or an episode dedicated to him and how he, uh, you know, ends up, coping with the implications of some of his meddling with the mcu timeline and Mm. so you know that kind of gives some additional insight into how this movie might play out or you know i mean you get to see in the trailer that obviously whatever he tries to do goes wrong and and you got to see some more of that in the episode in what if where he was trying to um you know alter some of the things that played out in his life and it doesn't always go the way that you plan. So this seems like we're going to get a a big screen live action version of that. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see, see how it plays out.
0: Well, speaking of Dr. Strange, let's go ahead and jump. Uh, Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness coming out March 25th, 2022. Um, it's in post-production already director, Sam Rami and, uh, All right we know nothing else about this but there's another doctor strange movie coming out and it's titled multiverse so obviously they're dealing with something maybe hopefully they explain some of this or i mean maybe it comes yeah i don't know i have no clue
1: yeah i I mean i'm assuming that uh you know the spider-man no way home with doctor strange being a part of it is gonna lead into uh the next doctor strange movie itself that would make sense and you know, I don't know if there've been any real official uh trailers for this movie yet. I don't I don't think so. Maybe a teaser here or there, but I don't believe um, so. I think what I've heard is that, you know, I I mean, they've confirmed that um You know uh, elizabeth olsen is going to be in it as the scarlet witch and you know getting to see her in in wandavision the you know the development of that character and how that's going to play into it and the other thing that i've heard uh is that it's going to be much more of a almost a horror type movie as far you know as far as the mcu is willing to go down that route anyway is what i've heard is that it's going to be much darker in theme uh i so, um, again, I'm excited about it. I, I've really enjoyed the way that they've explored different genres within, you know, obviously, the especially in Phase 1, it was a very cookie-cutter approach to each movie. You know, mm-hmm. it's an action movie. It's funny and, you know, repeat with different characters. But they're really expanding into different uh, ways to tell these stories. And, and I, I really do hope that they push the envelope on this one. I hope that they go a little darker... Because they did that in some of the episodes in What If. Um, that was kind of cool to see. Some of the episodes were very silly and funny. And some of the episodes were classic Marvel you know, action mixed with funny. And some of the episodes were almost like you were watching a horror show. Huh. So I, I really do hope that they take the opportunity with this movie and they push it. And they explore you know, some different themes in this movie. That would be great. That would that'd be really enjoyable in my mind.
0: Wow, you literally said everything that I could have said. And I'm looking at an article about it, and you covered it all. So I have nothing to add <laughs> to what you said. But yes, I'm also excited for it. And I think it's super cool that they would go down a, a horror route. I'd be so excited to go see it. I don't know if my wife would want to see it. But she's going to see it anyways because she loves her story. Guys, Guys, Guys night. Guys night. Guys <laughs> night. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so... Uh, let's see what else is coming out after that. I have a handy dandy article. I'm cheating. I don't have these all stored in my head. You know if you yeah. think I do. But it well, is Thor,
1: Love and Thunder. I think is is at least on the timeline. Yes. Yes. That May sixth. Thor,
0: Love and Thunder on May sixth, twenty twenty two. Um, and I mean, I paid a little more close attention to this one just because uh, Natalie Portman's in Star Wars, and so she hmm. doubles as a Marvel and Star Wars character. I'm a massive Star Wars fan, so I kind of just I tend to my eyes catch it a little more easily. So I've been paying a little more attention to this one, Um, but I'm excited. I mean, it's another Thor movie. And like you said, the third Thor movie was in your opinion, maybe the best one so far.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Geez, a fourth
0: one. Maybe it's even better. Who knows?
1: Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited, and honestly, I didn't even know that it was going to be kind of a passing of the torch type movie. I hadn't I hadn't really looked into it that much. When it's a movie that's so far out, I try not to get too excited about well, it yet. But
0: I only know because in the comic books, um, there's a lady Thor that takes over, and so I, I believe it was actually confirmed in interviews that Jane Foster and Natalie Portman becomes the first mm-hmm. female Thor yeah no, that so, seems to be the case so. Yeah, so that's kind of the passing of the torch which makes sense they're passing a lot of the actors it's been over a decade with all these you know original actors they need to pass it on to other people and and sadly mm-hmm. they had to pass on Black Panther which we're going to cover on later on in this here um, mm-hmm. due to him passing which is that sucks so we didn't you know so all right um, what's that Christian Bales in that movie too what exclusively reported i'm reading that christian bale also oh no we knew that i covered that earlier in the episode i said yeah he plays a villain apparently Gore the god oh i know more about this than i thought but i won't spoil anything i did watch a video on that interesting all right let's move on though before (laughs) i say too much (laughs) black panther man it's like i set myself up for this black panther wakanda forever Um, yeah
1: so i mean this one is you know this is going to be a bitter very bittersweet movie to watch i mean i'm i'm very excited to have more wakanda and and you know explore the black panther lore some more but yeah i mean you can't you know you can't overlook the fact that you know one of the in my opinion one of the greatest actors or performers in the mcu you know we've lost them so it's i'm i'm interested to see how they what direction they take this movie it's the yeah, original it's black panther weird.
0: for me falls within probably my top three um you know and i don't have them all sitting in front of me as the list i haven't made that but i really enjoyed that movie from the first time i ever saw it and i've watched it yep probably more times than i mean maybe iron man more times than anything else i'll if you combine all the three iron mans but he got three movies so it's not a fair comparison um, That's true.
1: We only uh, got one Black no, Panther movie,
0: and I would have loved to see a trilogy. You know.
1: Yeah, for sure. No, I just I just rewatched it actually um, the other day, and, and yeah, I mean, it, every time you watch it, it's just it, it's as enjoyable as the last. And yeah, it's sad to see him go, but yeah, I mean, the MCU must go on, and uh, we'll see what they do with it. I'm I'm excited now, for it. I've but, heard a couple uh, of rumors
0: about this before we move on to the next movie, and I honestly have no idea. But the two rumors I've heard in Yahoo and AOL articles and stuff floating around the internet are one, the sister takes over as Black Panther, and two, the guy, the ice guy that brought him back to life up in the mountains. Remember mm, that? Yeah. He takes over as Black yeah. Panther. So I've heard it both ways now. Honestly, I have no clue. Baku. <laughs> yeah, okay. I didn't even know his I didn't even know his name. Some of them side characters, you know. But I've heard that yeah. both ways that, that those characters take over. Either way, I mean. Then I saw some comments with some people saying why don't we just keep the same character and recast him? What are your opinions on that? Recast the same character with a different face or
1: or move so on? So that's a tough one. I mean, I it's interesting because in other situations, you know, we do that without batting an eye at it, right? You know, if there was some sort of issue with a contract or timing or whatever, the case may be, you know, you usually wouldn't have an issue with that, but you know, just the way in which uh you know this this character is having to be passed i i've heard a lot that they're talking about that they don't want to recast the the character uh that they they want to do a more um you know plot transition versus a character recasting so and i and i think it's you know truly out of uh respect for you know Chadwick and what he what he meant to the MCU and you know and for um you know all the you know people who were influenced by his performance and and looked up to him as a character and as a role model and i felt i think they just felt like it would be inappropriate or would be a disservice to him to to redo that i don't know i don't know how i feel about that i think it would be nice to see a black panther character continue on you know it would be hard to recast him but i think it could be done but I mean, boy, you—if you're—if you're Marvel and and you do that and it doesn't work out, man, you've really, you know, then you're really going to be taking a lot of criticism for that move. Whereas, I, I don't think anybody's going to, you know, really argue if you decide to, you know, hang up the, you know, retire the number, as you might say, mm-hmm. and uh, just transition away from that character and and hand the mantle over to somebody else. So that's what I expect they're going to do. I, I, and I almost feel like I've heard that it was confirmed that that was what they were going to do, but uh, I'm not entirely sure.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, it's, like you said, bittersweet. It's going to be no matter what happens. That's how it's going to be. So. Yep. All right. After that, we got on November 11th of 2022. I can't believe they have all these dates planned out so far. Captain Marvel 2 officially dubbed the Marvels so it's not called Captain Marvel 2, but it is. It's the Marvels. And uh, Brie Larson's coming back. And we know nothing else.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much nothing that I know of about this movie other than, yeah, that it's basically a sequel uh, to Captain Marvel. So, so you know, we I don't know. do is talk I think... about the
0: first Captain Marvel. And I know you and me have a little differing opinions. Um, I need to watch it. I've never watched it more than once. I didn't yeah, like why it why the first time. Yeah. But I need to go back and watch it a second time and give it a second shot because it's it ranks as the lowest of all the Marvel films, in my opinion, and I don't think that's fair. I think I need to go back and watch it again with a fresh set of eyes and give it a fair shot because um, I know you you seem to like it a lot more than I do.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not at the bottom of my list. I have it very near the middle. Um, so I, I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was... I thought it was a good movie. Um I liked the concepts of the movie. I thought that the the plot was was fine. It was good. Um I you know obviously the big issue for me with Captain Marvel is that she's you know she's just she's got the the power uh, advantage, you know. She's she's the trump card that they drop down at the final hour when they need an escape route. You know, it's like she's just too powerful for her own good. As it relates to her presence in the MCU, you know, I mean, all throughout Infinity War and M-Game, you know, like we were talking about the plot hole explanations. Well, yeah, she was just too busy in other corners of the universe is really the only way you can get around her presence in the MCU. So, I mean, yeah, I understand that criticism, but it'll be interesting to see what they do with this movie and maybe they try to address that in some way I don't know we could I, almost I have the I'm, same
0: complaint on the opposite end about Thanos right I'm going to defend the movie now oh, surprise um, but <laughs> Thanos was the trump card to the villains which blew away every other villain possible <laughs> none of them mattered at the end of the day because at the end of the day he was going to wipe them all out anyways um, and so it's almost like maybe the new Captain Marvel movie will make she's less the trump card maybe who knows Maybe they'll introduce... Yeah, I think like... that'd
1: be interesting. Yeah. yeah, that'd be interesting to see. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I really don't know anything about it if it's a continuation of the story. I imagine it is because, I mean, the first one really was the origin story. So it's got to be continuing her her story in some way, I imagine. But yeah, I almost do hope for that. I almost do hope that they find a way to kind of uh, dull her down a little bit so that she can maybe have more of a presence in the MCU. I don't know. I know some people were are pretty critical of of the actresses, you know, Brie Larson's performance. But I, I don't know. I think she's, you know, you can't have every character kind of the big, you know, personality the same. Yeah. You know, I kind of like her presence in the MCU. It's, it's different, you know, it's a good contrast to some of the other characters in the MCU, I think.
0: All right. So this next one's going to, I mean, I literally started bouncing up in my seat when I saw it. I'm like, oh, this is the one I want, right? Um, Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. Coming out February. Now, if these dates are wrong, it's because they're subject to change. But it says February 17th, 2023. So we're going way into the future now. We're doing the whole quantum thing. Um, A new Ant-Man and Wasp movie. And who knows what it's going to say. But apparently rumors are that villain Kang the Conqueror, who first showed up in the Loki series, is going to play a part in this movie. Um, And also, the screenwriter, Jeff Loveless, for Rick and Morty, if you've ever seen the cartoon Rick and Morty, wrote this let's go mm-hmm. for it so mm-hmm. we got some comedy coming in coupled with some tie-ins to loki and that's all the light spoilers i have for you coming you know, two years from now or a year and a half from now right um an ant-man movie that gets me really excited what about you
1: oh yeah absolutely i mean ant-man's i think ant-man has been one of the best uh you know, comedic characters in the MCU. Obviously, Paul Rudd has really done an amazing job with that character, and, and the screen time that he's had throughout the movies in the MCU, and and just diving deeper into the whole quantum realm. I mean, obviously, it says it right in the title. This they're going to be really digging deep into the the whole concept with this movie. So, yeah, I'm very excited about this one. With, you know, with what little we know about it, and, and yeah, like I said, I, one of my favorite things about the loki series was the uh, introduction of kang and uh and you know it's now we're gonna have to wait a long time to see his presence as a main character in another mcu movie it appears but you know i'm gonna be looking forward to it
0: something to look forward to you know and of course these are rumors and people picking up what people say um so who knows but um well, let's move on. We we it's going to be one of our longest podcast episodes ever right now. So let's tie it up with the next one. But Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is coming out after that. And they say it's slated for May 25th of 2023. And that they said that months ago, they said it was in pre-production. Uh, so it's not even being produced yet. But who knows? Uh, writing and directing The Suicide Squad. Uh, some of those people are being brought in, apparently. Um... So, I don't know if that means anything to you. I never watched that film. Um, but apparently, oh, wow, look at this. I'm reading some news on it. Apparently, they fired the director and rehired him or something. So.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a big deal. They did. They let him go. But then the entire cast banded together and advocated for his return. And I guess Marvel, you know, conceded to the will of the workers and they brought him back. And I mean, yeah, I, I, I love the. The first Guardians of the Galaxy movie is you know in almost my top 5. It's it's right up there in, in my top movies of of Marvel. Uh, the second one I really enjoyed as well, but it's a lot lower in my list just because I don't know, I tend to favor newer the, the new movies over their sequels in general, but I mean yeah, I'm really excited for this. I I love the characters in the Guardians franchise and um I you know, I don't know if we're going to see <laughs> more of the uh you know chris hemsworth and chris pratt interactions in this movie i would love to see it but if not i'm sure it'll still be a great movie and yeah it sounds like it might be a a conclusion to their three-part series you know in in some way so it'll be interesting to see how they decide to to put a bow on that you know kind of story of of that group of characters if that is what they end up doing so yeah, uh, it's a long ways from now, so I'm sure there's a lot that can change between now and then. But another one to look forward to. There's yeah, a lot, just, a lot of stuff to look forward to here. There's
0: so much. Yeah, th- that's the big takeaway from this. Is there's so much to look forward to. If you enjoy the MCU, it ain't going away anytime soon. So, so <clears throat> that's cool. I think uh, we'll, we'll start to wrap up the episode at this point. But don't leave yet. Don't leave just yet, because uh, Deadpool, the Marvel that's not Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk Deadpool for just a second on the way out the door. Um all right. Deadpool 1 and 2 cuz the next one on this list I was looking at was Deadpool 3 and I'm like, "Wait a second. That's not MCU. That's just Marvel." Uh but those are funny movies. Uh, a little dark, a little more X-Meny. A little more X-Men, a little less MCU for me, you know? But uh you know, what, what do you think of Deadpool movies? Is they cool
1: oh yeah i love it again you know it kind of my theme has been i enjoy when they expand outside of the comfort zone and try different things you know to add variety to maybe yeah not the mcu but even just marvel movies or any action movies you know and, and deadpool definitely went way off the deep end as as far as the first i think it was the first r-rated marvel movie if i'm not mistaken and uh you know i think ryan reynolds plays that it seems like that character was made for him you know he plays it so well and uh it's just been really funny to see how that character interacts uh, what is it what do they call it when it breaks the the third barrier or whatever you know he becomes self-aware of himself that he's a character in a movie and that stuff's also (laughs) funny so it is. Yeah, I, I I love those movies. I'm I'm happy to see more of it. Um, I never saw them when they
0: came out. Uh, more than a year or so passed before I actually got around to watching them. Um, but I did finally go around and watch them, and they were hilarious. A little sad, a little hilarious, kind of funny. Um, apparently, and I'm going to blame this on the website Collider.com. Um, they say that it's officially been announced that he is coming to the MCU. Oh, so. Take that for what you will. It's not my fault if it's not true. Um, But yeah, if you look up upcoming Marvel movies on Collider.com, they will tell you that he's officially joining the MCU. That would be interesting. So a little merging of, but that would almost make sense if the other rumors are true about going back to Spider-Man. If Spider-Man, if they're bringing in the other people from Universal, all the other Spider-Man movies, and they're going to kind of team up, Uh, And I know there was some drama around Universal and Disney fighting over Spider-Man and canceling movies and then getting contracts for more movies. And I don't know the whole story, but I know um, the actor Tom there, he he came out and uh, was talking to both of them. Apparently, he actually helped strike a deal between the two rumors. Who knows? Um, So what if Universal and Disney are working closer than we thought? And what if... Spider-Man's the start and Deadpool's coming after that and we're going to see a little bit of merging of companies working together. You think it's likely to happen or no?
1: Ah, uh, I mean who knows? That's all uh, conversations way above my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> but if there's but I will say one thing, if there's money to be made, they'll probably figure out a way to get it done. So.
0: It's true. That's true. So. All right, I think that's a good enough stopping point. Other than um, oh, as I'm scrolling down the last one, Captain America 4, but you know, we all know it's coming. Captain America 4 is gonna come. We know it. So yep. <clears throat> it'll be the Winter Soldier picking up the mantle, right? So I'm sorry it'll be Falcon picking up the mantle. Um, yep. But uh who knows? Maybe Winter Soldier will make an appearance. That'd be cool. So if you don't know anything All about right, it. That, no no release dates yet. Just the fact that it is coming out. So and that the main character is the Falcon. So. Okay, cool. Alright. Anyways, um, that's all I have to speak on Marvel. I think this is literally the longest episode we've ever recorded, but well worth it because Marvel is a topic that is hard to cover in a short amount of time.
1: So. Absolutely. A lot of stuff coming up. So,
0: All right. So on the way out the door, before we say goodbye, um, I'm going to do the whole YouTuber thing, you know, uh, support the the podcast, et cetera, et cetera. Check out the website, com. Um, we actually have Amazon affiliate links. So if you click those Amazon links before you go shopping, it actually supports the podcast and the website. All you have to do is click the link and then do your normal shopping. So we appreciate that. That's a great way to support the show. We're official Amazon partner now, affiliate partner anyways. And, uh, also we have a Patreon set up if you'd like to be uh, a Patreon. And honestly, the best way that you can support the show is just telling a friend. So tell a friend about us, share the podcast if you enjoy it. Um, and with that, we'll see you next episode. Thank you, Mike, for joining me for the 30th episode.
1: It's my pleasure.
0: We'll see you guys next time.